12 years. This is the amount of time we reportedly have to save ourselves and our planet. A stark warning from the United Nations panel on climate. An urgent warning tonight from some of the world's top scientists. You saw that new report from the UN saying that if action isn't taken uh, right now, you're going to have irreversible damage. But what should we really believe? Some people uh, immediately say, okay, calm down, you know, that can't be that bad, but it is. I won't say it's a scare tactic, but I think they overestimate. You'd have to show me the scientists because they have a very big political agenda. Early this month, the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released a report saying if humans do not act quickly, global temperatures could rise over one and a half degrees Celsius. Such a rise in temperatures could lead to drought, flood, and heat with the potential to harm hundreds of millions of individuals. Today, we'll be hearing from a diverse group of people about their reactions to the UN climate change report. Some felt it was a bit exaggerated. Others took it as a sign that they needed to make major changes in their lives. And some feel so overwhelmed they don't even know where to start. Let's begin with R.T. Cole a 25-year-old PhD student researching at the National Institute of Health in Washington, D.C. She describes her initial reactions to reading the UN report. My initial impression was that it was harrowing to hear this, um, that things were going much worse than expected, and that the effects can be seen within my lifetime by 2040. And because R.T. says the results could be realized in her lifetime, she is considering actionable changes she could make, including where might be the safest places for her to settle down and start a family. Currently, I'm on the coast, and because of the rising temperatures, I think, you know, it'll be somewhat <laughs> volatile um, to live on the coast. So it's made me more interested in living in places like the Midwest, which will be affected by climate change, but will get warmer. Um, it makes me less likely to live in places like Phoenix, which will lose a lot of their water um, sources. Um, so I think in terms of the movement of, of where I settle, I think that that's where it will have the biggest impact. Now let's hear from Ben Myers, a 47-year-old who moved to Sarasota, Florida, to be closer to his family. Ben describes how his experience in Florida has been riddled with natural disasters and how he says climate change has impacted his daily life. You know, like when I go for a walk right now in the Gulf, the first thing I do is look at the water temperature. When I, when I get down there, and even currently right now, it's still 87 to 91, 92 degrees, which you know, from a recreational side is fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. jumping into to bath water. But, yeah. you know, from a, from a historical side and uh, in everything in that respect, you know, it's, it's two to three, four degrees warmer than what it may have been historically. Data from the EPA indicates that Gulf temperatures are at an all-time high and continue to rise. The Gulf temperatures might be pleasing for some tourists, but the effects of red tide certainly are not. Ben describes how this phenomenon, which is a toxic algae bloom often linked to global warming, 
hurts the tourism industry in Florida. It's been a frustrating summer. Um, I had mentioned to you in that text the whole red tide bloom. It's been uh, it's been a really rough summer for us out here. I mean, in, in economical aspect and the tourist aspect, 200 tons of dead fish that were washed ashore in Sarasota. Oh my god! And oh my so god. the the smell that had permeated throughout was just in- incredible. Although Ben was not hit by Hurricane Michael this year. He was greatly impacted by Hurricane Irma and had to evacuate. No, that's, uh, that's, that's taxing, you know, that's hard. After hearing about the U.N. report and experiencing the effects of climate change firsthand, Ben is interested in trying to make a positive impact. I would be very intrigued to find out, you know, if there's things that I can do to make more of a difference. Q. Michael Kearney, a professor in the Department of Environmental Science and Technology at the University of Maryland. In a written statement, Professor Kearney offers his insight on the importance of acting on an individual level to combat climate change. He says, Conserving energy starts with the individual and can snowball into making a difference if enough people adopt conservation practices. Feeling helpless in the face of challenges posed by a changing climate will certainly not affect positive change. And the things people do in this century could affect climates in the 22nd century and beyond, perhaps in ways that no one living today can anticipate. Let's talk with another individual who's been recently impacted by hurricanes. Samantha Francis, a 24-year-old studying law in South Carolina, evacuated during Hurricane Florence this year. When Samantha first reviewed summaries of the UN report, she was a bit wary to accept it at face value. She describes that upon reading the report, she thought it was a bit overblown, but also sees the validity in trying to show readers the worst-case scenario as a way to catalyze immediate change. Kind of just looking through the news and reading the summary and seeing, you know, when you think about it, to most of us, I think of two degrees Celsius increase really doesn't sound like a a lot. Um, Yeah. But having read the report, I I found it a little extreme and extravagant. Um, But I also was sitting there thinking and thinking, you know, would, would anybody take this report seriously if they had not seen kind of the dramatic side of things? So, I mean, they're looking, you know, 35 years into the future, but um, I don't think anybody would have paid attention if they said, well, in 35 years, we'll worry about it, you know. Um, do I believe it? See, do I believe that I'll see it in my lifetime take a huge impact? No, I really don't. Even though she doesn't think she will see severe impacts of climate change in her lifetime, she is confident that the next generation, with the resources they have and education they're receiving, will be able to combat this problem. I kind of believe in this up-and-coming generation. I think they have the skills and ability to come up with different things that will benefit the climate. Finally, we'll hear from Jake Beavis, a 27-year-old master's student in journalism at the University of Oregon. 
Unlike the others we have heard from today, Jake was not surprised by the report and did not think it was overblown. It was information he had come to accept as true already. In terms of my reaction, I wasn't surprised. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's obviously disappointing, but it's, uh, it, it, it didn't rock me out of my seat like, oh my God. I mean, I feel like this has been a red alert situation for a long time. I asked Jake if he had any reservations or suspicions upon reading the report. No, absolutely not. This was written by scientists like in that are a member of a global community. I mean, I don't really see where there could be like a political agenda going on with that unless, you know, there was some sort of weird behind the curtains ploy to recruit only like left leaning scientists who are already biased towards the, the, this type of information. But even so, like, those would be highly uncredible scientists if they're incorporating bias into their research. Given his trust in the science behind this report, he describes how he is preparing for the dire situations that appear to be imminent. In what way that this type of report might change things for me, um, in terms of my own behavior, is that, you know, I'm still going to keep doing what I do to, you know, reduce carbon emissions. But what this, I feel like, is doing is preparing me for catastrophe. Uh, I mean, this this was talking about how there's, you know, 20% of the world's population could eventually be affected by this. Like, millions and millions of, you know, environmental refugees are, are going to come out of this scenario if it comes if it comes to fruition and, and we don't make these massive uh you know, industrialized changes that, that the report calls for. And honestly, like, I'm going into prepper mode now. <laughs> That's more what I'm leaning towards it, it, uh, at this point. It's no longer just like, oh, reduce my carbon emissions, but like, dude, prepare for these massive social changes that, uh, that are going to take place. The reactions to the UN report on climate change are obviously varied. Some individuals think that climate change is less extreme than these reports say. Some have been expecting this for years and preparing for catastrophe. Others are considering uprooting their entire lives to move to a safer location, or even wondering about where they should start to reduce their carbon footprint. In the midst of these conflicting opinions, Professor Kearney's words are important to remember. He says, the things people do this century could affect climates in the 22nd century and beyond, perhaps in ways that no one living today can anticipate. Mm -hmm.